and welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I am Stella. This is LX2, and we are recording live on Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC on Instagram. Um, I was checking my stats. I was just telling people before now that I was checking my stats, and I am super excited that uh, <laughs> it's kind of interesting knowing that my voice is like all over the planet. Um, the other state that rivals New Mexico in listens is North Carolina, which is interesting. So shout out to North Carolina. Uh, Rhode Island follows that. Uh, Georgia, California, Pennsylvania, New York, Texas, Michigan, New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey. We've got one listener there and one listener in Massachusetts, which is interesting. So I check my stats um, daily, but every week then, you know, kind of get updates. Uh, same for the website, which is also interesting uh, the people that are checking out, you know, the about me, uh, the events that are coming up. I have decided that I'm going to write a new workshop, which I'm excited about, uh, called Divorced Single, It's Complicated. So um, I'm going to start to write, um, kind of adapting the couples workshop to a more like single, uh, increased awareness, uh, intentional dating workshop. So that'll be here in Albuquerque probably in June. Um, so things are happening. That's exciting. I have like one essay and a conclusion to write. Uh, so I have a date set for June 15th to submit the book. Uh, so that's also very exciting. It's just, it's a lot. There's a lot of things happening. Uh, I had posted a picture to Instagram of a week ago, or a year ago, right? I was wearing the same shirt. I was wearing my uh, Secure Band shirt from when I went to the show in 2015 with my sister and my sisters and my daughter. And I was wearing it again. Just happened to be on the same day on the 25th of May and thinking about all the things that have changed and all the things that I've done in the last year. Um, I'm back up to walking like 3. Point, I did 3.6 miles today, um, 3.1 yesterday. I'm back up to between three and four miles a day, which is kind of awesome. But I'm thinking about like really traversing and walking like thousands of miles um, in the last year on different soil and different places. Um, I'm really proud of my body for being able to do the things that it does. Uh, and I work really hard to, to make sure that that happens. So um, yeah, it's amazing. Like you set a goal, set an intention, you know, kind of work to get there. Uh, you know, anything is possible. Really thinking that uh, I had set a goal that I wanted to, to leave the country and, and do some things and I did them. Uh, I have like a lot of videos on TikTok, which is really weird um, and awesome. Like I did a thing. Uh, I was thinking about the fact that I have never been this exposed. Uh, <laughs> my face is all over the place. Um, before when we did the podcast, we never did video. And so um, the fact that that's a thing is also a little bit strange and awesome. Uh, so today's topic, ironically enough or interestingly enough, is about this idea that people want to be liked. So a lot of times in therapy and certainly in coaching, clients get real anxious uh, around this idea, like, I just want people to like me, which is totally a normal adult or, you know, adolescent or human experience that we want to be accepted, uh, you know, and validated and loved by the people around us. 
And I was thinking about how, especially like in school, one of the things that we ask little kids all the time is, did you make friends? Um, that's not easy to do. I mean, when you're a little kid, like you're talking to other people and, um, yeah, we want people to like us. Uh, and when, when we don't feel like people like us, we get anxiety about that. We have feelings about it. Um, one of the things that, you know, I talk about often in, uh, the loving better, um, that's a new thing that's coming up, but really the recognizing that like, if we love ourselves, uh, then that need is not as intense, right? We don't come so, um, thirsty is the word that we use now, but like, we don't come so desperate for it, right? For valid validation externally. Um, but I was thinking about little kids, right? So we send little kids to school and we teach them to, you know, be kind and, um, to engage with other kids. And for those of us who are introverts, I wasn't always an introvert, but for those of us that are, that's a challenge. That's a struggle. Uh, but we want our kids, you know, as parents, we want our kids to be liked. We want them to be good human beings and, you know, be empathetic and compassionate and all of those things. Um, but I was talking with um, my accountability buddy and she was like, yeah, you know, when we send kids to school, like the first thing we asked them at the end of the day was, how was your day? What did you learn? Did you make friends? Um, and it's such a strange thing to think about, right? Because we do, as human beings, uh, want connection. And part of that is showing up in a way that is open and receiving and all the things, um, being kind, uh, being generous, you know, did you share your lunch or whatever. Um, but we put a lot of emphasis on that and we don't put enough emphasis on, do you like yourself? Are you friends with yourself today? You know, were you kind to yourself today? Um, and so it's one of those things, it's come up a lot, certainly in the last couple of days, or last couple of weeks, like was in sessions where people recognize that their anxiety and the way that they have behaved in the larger world is based on that need to be liked. Um, and in the back of our heads, we're thinking about all of the, the terrible things or the reasons why we wouldn't be liked by other people. Um, and so that really is kind of the foundation of codependency in terms of wanting or needing that validation from other people. Um, I was explaining last weekend to, uh, I went to a, an open house for an agency here in town. And so I was telling them a little bit about, you know, what I've been writing and what I've been doing. And, um, I was talking about codependency and the idea of like independent versus dependent versus codependent and interdependent. Um, and so people don't really recognize that like being codependent is not that you're dependent on other people, but you are dependent on them to like you. And I think about all the times that for me in the past, like, yeah, I wanted people to like me, you know, the, the extra things that we do to get that validation um, and people pleasing specifically. Right. So there's a lot of people talking about, oh, I used to be a purple pleaser and I used to do all these things to make sure that I had the approval of other human beings. Um, and so when I think about the idea of like people pleasing relationships, um, where we're cutting off parts of ourselves or we're hiding parts of ourselves, or we are not genuinely showing up, but we are showing up with the intention to receive that validation from other people. And we're doing it to our own detriment, right? So we're not, not managing our own needs or even recognizing that we have needs and we are seeking out other people to approve of us and validate us. I talk a lot with a, another friend of mine who 
has a pretty significant following on Instagram. Um, and really recognizing, like, especially in the time that we live in, where getting that external validation is just part of our everyday life. Like we are, you know, posting pictures and videos and, and all the things um, and then checking our stats, right? <laughs> checking my stats on, um, you know, on the podcast and on, on my, uh, on my website. Um, it is not normal for me to seek out um, follows and likes and, and subscribers and all the things like, for the longest time I resisted using social media in that way. Um, and I would do it like sporadically. This is probably the longest and most consistent that I have used social media to be able to share this, you know, this message and talk about these things. Um, and it's, it's different for sure. <laughs> it's not normal for me. Um, I think even like Facebook, when Facebook was a thing, um, I had a, a personal Facebook and now I have like a professional one. But my personal one, I think I have like 30 people and they're people I know in real life. Um, I remember when my daughter was younger uh, and my space was a thing. I was like, I am not really sure about the social media thing. And I don't want you to have friends that like you don't know in real life. Um, and, you know, she had a secret MySpace and I was not thrilled with that. <laughs> I don't think I ever had a MySpace. Um, but really thinking about like now our whole world, our whole like the way we do things is based on that external validation and getting likes and follows and, and people um, looking at what we're doing. And so we curate this perspective or perception of what our life looks like. And that isn't always the case. Um, and, and then what we do is we compare ourselves to other people, right? And so we're, we're looking at our friends' pages or, or celebrities' pages or whatever. And there is this drive or need to compare ourselves to other people and then recognize that we are not enough or we are not doing enough or we are not posting enough. Um, and so it, it really is detrimental to our mental health, but also contributes then to our need for that external validation. Again, getting people to like us. Um, I've worked in offices for probably most of my life, um, certainly before I was running my own business. And uh, I worked for this organization years and years ago, over 20 years ago now, um, as the office manager. And I have a very direct approach. I uh, follow rules and I write, you know, policies and procedures, all the things. Um, the feedback I got a lot was that I was not approachable, uh, which is hard to imagine. <laughs> Actually, for anybody who knows me, they can probably see that that's probably true. Um, but I was effective, right? I got things done. There was never any question in terms of when things were going to be due or how things were going to be due. The rules of my office were, you know, consistent for everyone, regardless of who you were. Um, but I did get that feedback a lot that I was, you know, I was not approachable, but I was definitely effective. Uh, ironically enough, my daughter got the same feedback. <laughs> um, I have often said that nice is for things, right? That chair is nice, your house is nice, you drive a nice car, but kind is for people. I don't think that I have been described as nice in a long time. I had a friend who uh, was an, is an author. He is still an author. I was helping him uh, in undergraduate and I was, I was working as his um, student aide and uh, I was helping him edit a book, edit a book and do some grading and stuff. And so he's really good with words. <clears throat> and he said, 
yeah, nice is not a word I would use to describe you. And I was like, fair. Uh, what what are words you would describe me? He was like, I mean, you're funny, like you're direct, you're honest, uh, and you're kind. And I prefer kind to nice every day um, because kindness is, is generally how we want to show up, um, not because we get, you know, kudos for doing it, but because that's genuinely who we are. And so when I talk about codependency, what I tell clients often is to, if it is genuine to your nature to be kind or to be understanding or to be compassionate or to be empathetic, do that. But don't do it to the detriment of yourself, right? Where you're doing extra things and you are exhausted and angry and resentful because of the things that you do. And most of the time we do those things hoping that someone will reciprocate or, you know, love us back or like us in the way that we like other people. And it's very difficult, especially when we are teaching kids to go out into the world and be kind because kids are genuinely empathetic. They learn how to, you know, express emotion and, and be connective to us, the adults in their world. Um, that is, that is natural to them. Uh, it is not natural for them to then go out into the world and compare themselves to other people and be like, well, so-and-so does this thing and I should probably do this thing. So-and-so has this thing and I should probably have this thing. We don't learn that until we get out into the larger world. And we also learn it from the adults in charge of us and how they um, kind of show up and thinking about this idea of comparing ourselves to other people. It's such a big part of our lives and especially here in, you know, in this country, on this planet, you know, the way that we interact in the world. Whereas I don't think that was always the case. Um, but what it does do is it it hurts our self-esteem and how we feel about ourselves. Someone asked me in, in one of the, um, I think the second workshop, uh, because a low self-concept is on the list of things when you start to identify yourself as codependent. So somebody asked, like, what is low self-concept um, or self-concept in general? And it's how we conceive of ourselves, how we see our place on the planet um, and certainly in relationship with other people. And if we think of ourselves as unworthy or unlovable or hard to love or not enough, that is your self-concept. And oftentimes it is by comparison to other people um, or recognizing that a lot of times uh, what I know to be true in my office and certainly for myself is we judge ourselves on our worst decisions or our hardest day or our, our worst day, right? And I don't think anybody should be judged on their worst day. Oftentimes we go through things and we have these experiences where we made decisions based on who we were and what was going on at the time. And that's one decision that doesn't make you a bad person. That makes you a person who made a decision that wasn't the best in the moment. If you continue to make those series of decisions, that's a different conversation. But a lot of times we carry this idea that people will somehow know our shame or what is the worst part about us. And what I tell clients often is that's not even the most interesting thing about you. Like it is a thing that happened or it is part of who you are, but it is not all of who you are. And so when you can kind of step back and recognize that who you are is nuanced and varied and faceted, and it is not just one thing, or it is not just your worst day or your worst decision. There are a lot of parts of who we are as human beings, and moving forward to loving ourselves 
is being accepting of all of those parts and all of those past versions of ourselves, really liking, you know, the things that we do like about ourselves. And if there are things that we don't like, consciously choosing to change them. We have that ability. We have the ability to make different decisions, behave differently, and act as though we are decent human beings. I don't even mean good human beings. That would be great. But, you know, a lot of us are, the decisions we make day to day are based on the experiences that we've had, the situation that is presented, and then who we want to be in the future. It's not ever just one thing. And so often our self-talk is going to be reflective of how we feel about ourselves in those moments. That is actually more important than what the external world thinks about you. Because the external world doesn't think about you all that often. I mean, we have our core people that we have in our lives that we choose to engage and have relationship with, that we show up every day and are consistently you know, checking in with how are you and what's going on and did you have enough food today or did you sleep and, you know, where's your head at today? Those are the ways that we show up in the world. And most times, especially with love and compassion and, you know, care for someone else, we do that because we want to, not because we're obligated, not because, you know, what will people think if I don't engage with this human in that way? Um, And I've talked a lot and I talk a lot about people with titles, right? Um, Society or or culture or the larger world tells us how we should engage with people based on a title. Uh, That idea of like family is everything and, you know, they're the only people that you're going to have. And that might be true to whatever extent. But what I also know is if you're treated, if you're being treated badly by these people with a title, you don't have to have that relationship with them. And you get to set boundaries in how you want to engage So they don't always have to like you. There are people who don't genuinely don't like their kids because their kids are maybe shitty. Who knows? Um, There are people who don't like their parents because their parents, you know, behaved in a way that is not positive or kind or engaging in a way that who, you know, the, the people that you want to have relationship with, you don't have to maintain a relationship just because they have a title, just because we've been doing it for all this time. Uh, you know, some people will go back and, and, or, you know, have a friend, friend in their life. Well, we were friends because we've been friends forever. Uh, well, do you like them? Do you like who they are right now? Do they like you? Do you like who you are right now? Um, you know, this is, this is that way to kind of check in and be like, who, what is, what is good about this right now? Does it fit for who you are and who you're trying to be? Just because you've had you know, this person in your life all this time doesn't necessarily mean that you like them all the time. And you don't have to like somebody all the time. That is also true. You know, I can be a very spicy human (laughs) with a lot of feelings. And depending on what I'm going through in the moment, some people don't like me. And that's okay. Um, I've said before on the podcast, and certainly just in life, like, everybody deserves love, not everybody deserves mine. And I have had to set boundaries with with clients, I've had to set boundaries with people in my life. family people, you know, friends, all the things. And people don't always like that. And that's okay. Like today, the me today is okay with that. But oftentimes we feel obligated. Like we have to be able to maintain these certain relationships because we've had them for so long. That's not always the case because who you are today isn't who you were 20 years ago. Thank God, you know, who I was 20 years ago, she didn't know a lot. Cute little sweet, sweet thing. But 
you know, she was going through a lot of things 20 years ago, 15 years ago, five years ago, shit, six months ago, I was in a different place altogether. (laughs) And so who likes me then, that version of me isn't necessarily going to like this version of me today. But as long as I like this version of me, that's what's important. And again, it's based on what we've been through, what we're going through now, and who we want to be in the future. I'm really grateful that the things that happened 20 years ago happened 20 years ago when I was young and dumb and I didn't know any better. And I am accepting of who she was and what was going on then. There are a lot of things on social media that talk about, you know, killing that past version of ourselves. Um, And I don't think that that's necessary. Maybe we need to be a little bit more kind and compassionate to, again, those decisions that we made, those people that we were before now, and really recognize with compassion, there was a reason for that. And who I am today does not include some of those people in my life, some of those circumstances and situations. I may not make the same decision today that I made 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. I've been making decisions for a long time. So recognizing that we don't have to show up in the world so in need of that external validation. Consequently, we don't have to continue to cut cut off parts of ourselves or do extra things to please the people in our lives. Oftentimes, the people in our lives will choose us when we have boundaries, when we like ourselves, because of those things. And the people who fall away, the people who aren't still in your life, that really has less to do with you and more to do with them. Really recognizing that they can make those decisions and choose different things and choose different relationships and choose different people because they're going through what they're going through. They have their own experiences. They are going through whatever they're going through today, and they may want to be a different person in the future. And we may lose people. As we continue to do this work of really liking ourselves and choosing us and setting boundaries about our time and our space, about, you know, how we show up in the world, when we lose those people, maybe we're meant to lose them. And the season that we have them in our lives can be short and that's okay. It is not a reflection of, you know, you and you don't have to continue to cut off parts of yourself or change who you are to have that external validation, have people like you, have people pick you. Are you picking you? Like that is the question often that I ask clients of like, what are you like? What are you about? What are your needs? Do you know what that is? I have to check in with myself often and be like, Am I meeting my own needs? Do I like me? You know, are there things that I want to change and what am I doing to change them so that I get to that place of validating myself and choosing me? How am I doing that on a daily basis so that I can show up in the world genuine and kind and generous and empathetic? And if people like that, cool. If they don't, that's okay too. I have to live in my body, in my brain, in my space, 100% of the time. I am not living in the space of validating anyone else but me today all the time. 20-year-old me, not so much. 
and I love her. I do. I'm super grateful for her. I'm super grateful for where she was and what she chose at that time, rather than feeling like, oh, I've got to shut that bitch up. She's, she's terrible. She's not. She was going through things, you know, 16-year-old me going through things. 10-year-old me went through some stuff. Once I got to the place of accepting all of those parts of myself and having empathy and compassion for them, then I was less likely to go out into the world and be like, I just need people to like me and pick me and do all the things. Several years ago, I think I was in graduate school. Um, I was super busy. I was working full time. I was in school. Um, I was raising a teenager at the time. And I sat down with, uh, with someone who, you know, we were hanging out, friends, whatever. And I said to her, like, I have these rules about friendship and inviting people into my, my life. And uh, here, here's the deal. I don't like flaky people. I don't like people who cancel all the time. Um, it frustrates me. Uh, maybe not so much anymore. I recognize that if somebody cancels plans, I'm actually kind of excited about it. Um, but at the time, I said, you know, I, these are things I don't like. Um, I don't like inconsistency. Uh, communication is kind of important to me. And I have a very busy life. And so, you know, if, if you're willing to show up in these ways, dope. If you're not, then that's okay too. And, you know, no hard feelings, whatever. That person was very perceiving of that conversation. Um, today I say, you know, I'm, I'm just accepting of what happens in, in my world. And if you want to show up for this shit show, dope, good luck, strap in. It'll be a wild and crazy time. Uh, and if you're not, that's okay too. Like I, I really do enjoy the people that show up. I don't take it as personally when people don't show up or disappear from my life. I'm grateful for the opportunity and I keep it pushing. Like I'm just going to keep moving forward. Um, I would encourage you to really start to evaluate the people that are in your life that show up consistently as actual friends and ask how you are and what's going on with you. I recognize that the people in my life are also busy. They have full lives that they have a lot going on and it's not personal if they don't get back to me or if they don't respond to a text message right away or if they cancel plans. A lot of times it's because they're going through their own stuff and it's not a reflection of how they feel about me. So I want you to think about those things and really recognize that the people in your life that choose to be there are people, they're the real ones, right? They're the ones that are supposed to be in your life in this moment. You don't have to do extra stuff for them. You don't have to go out of your way and, um, this phrase, hold on, I need water. Mm. This phrase, I'll do anything for you. That's a huge commitment, right? I'll do anything for you. I'll give you a fucking kidney. No, I won't. I need both of them. There are people I would give a kidney to if I am a match, but uh, I, I won't do anything for you. There was a time when that was the case. There was a time when I would do anything to keep the people in my life that were in my life. Most of those people aren't in my life anymore. And maybe it's because I won't do anything, but the ones who do show up, the ones who consistently call, the ones who, you know, support me in ways that, you know, are just like, hey, how was your day? And did you have a snack? And how are you feeling? Those are the people that I'm going to keep in my life, right? Those are the people that I will show up for. And those are the people who recognize that I have boundaries and I say no, which is kind of awesome. You know, I have such an amazing group of people in my life that will call or text and hey, then say, you know, hey, do you have some space? You know, I, my sisters are often like, you know, just checking in, 
not because they need, you know, they don't, they don't need me to do anything for them. They ask, hey, do you have the space to talk? Do you have the space to process this? And if I don't, I can say no, and I don't feel weird about it. I don't feel bad. I'm like, hey, I was totally doing a thing, and now I have some space. Do you have some time? Those are the people that I want in my life consistently. I love that my clients now understand that I am. I work three days a week. This is the cost that it is to come and see me. And if you have that and that's what you're willing to do, I love that for both of our experience. You know, there's lots of options and opportunities. Uh, I think I posted something on Facebook that this phase of my life is by invitation only. And so what I put is it's by appointment only. <laughs> but if, you know, if that works for you and it works for me, then we're going to do a thing. And I love that. And if it doesn't, that's okay. And I don't have any hard feelings. I have nothing but love for the people that have been in my life and the people that will be in my life in the future. And I'm just grateful, right? But I don't spend so much time. And I really want you to start to think about the people that are in your life. They like you if they are choosing consciously to be in it. And if they're not, that doesn't have a lot to do with you. And it may have more to do with what's going on with them. And so it's okay. It's okay that that season isn't happening right now. It's okay that they're not in it with you right now. And that's, it's fine. You're fine. I'm fine. We will all be fine. It'll be okay. Recognize that when you start to like yourself and really choose you and manage your own needs, you're going to actually be better and show up in a way that is genuine to who you are. And that's going to attract the right kind of people, the people that would choose you, not because of what you can do for them, not because of how much you will sacrifice yourself, but because they genuinely like you, right? And you don't have to work so hard and get so anxious and be so upset. They're just going to show up and it's going to be great, but you got to like you first. You got to pick you first. You are in fact enough. And so when I thought about you know, kind of what I was going to talk about. I was, I was on my walk and, uh, I was thinking about this idea of like, if somebody doesn't like you, do you have to do more? Yeah. Do more for you. Choose you more. Choose to be upfront and honest with who you are and how you show up. If you don't like you, that's what you can change. Not anybody else, not how anybody else does anything else, right? We don't have any control over other people. Even with littles, we can influence it, but we cannot control them. We cannot make them love you more. We cannot make them like you. We can just show up. And if they show up, cool. If they don't, that's okay. It's probably not about you. But if you show up liking you and you're already full, then anything else is extra. And so, yes, do more. Be more. Be more kind to yourself. Be kinder, right? Be more compassionate with yourself. Be patient with yourself. That's what you can do more of rather than doing more for other people so that they pick you and choose you. Like you first. And that's not easy, but it is possible. And when you do, what you will do is attract the right people who appreciate your boundaries, who can ask, do you have space? If you don't have time this week, I would love to see you. Let me know when you can, right? I have beautiful friends in my life who were like, I'm super busy right now, but I'm thinking about you and I will reach out because I think about you, right? And I don't need anything back. I'm just like, hey, you popped into my head today. Just wanted to say hi, right? Those kinds of things. When we are teaching little kids, be kind because 
be kind if you're a kind kid. If you're not a kind kid, let's address that, you know, in a different way. But what's going on with you that, you know, that's difficult. Not because you have to make friends, not because people have to like you. Do you like you? That's where it starts, right? That's your nugget for today. This is a big nugget. We went a little bit over today. Um, I do have a upcoming workshop on June 17th. It'll be a Saturday at 10 a.m. here in Albuquerque. The new workshop, I am working on writing it right now. Got to finish the book, get that submitted. Lots of things are happening. I am taking appointments Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday uh, in the downtown office. Occasionally, I will work in Rio Rancho. But you got to reach out and let me know. Um, and it was really great. Thank you so much. And thanks for all the listeners all over the country and the world, which is kind of exciting. I'm going to end the video and then I will end the podcast and I will be back next week. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. We have ended the video and we are ending the podcast. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, it's lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. You can find me at luna-x2-llc.com on Instagram at luna underscore x2 underscore LLC and on Facebook, same thing. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, share if this is something that you find value in and you think other people would find value. If you don't, totally fine. I do appreciate you listening and I'll talk to you next week.